FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 253 of the podcast that goes snicked. I'm your host, Jason Venable, and this is a bonus episode to talk about the finale of Secret Empire. I know, I know. A little late to the game, right? It's been over for uh, about a week or so, give or take, depending on when I get this out. Um, you know what? Sorry. <laughs> No, but seriously, we've uh, we've had a lot of sickness in this house. Um, kind of been on that that merry-go-round of disease you get on when you have multiple kids. Um, and you know, if if I wasn't under the weather, somebody else was, and it just hasn't been very conducive to recording. But I'm here now to talk about the end of Secret Empire and pretty good end, I think. But we'll get into it, right? Alright, this is going to be Secret Empires number 9 and 10, which feature a few random panels of Wolverine characters and even a line of dialogue. <laughs> well, we'll start off with Secret Empire number 9. This, of course, is written by Nick Spencer. Uh, the pencils in this book are by Lineal Francis Yu and Joe Bennett, with inks by Gary Allegian with Lino Francis Yu and Joe Pimentel. Colors by Sunny Go with Dono Sanchez Amara. And additional art by Rod Race. Um, no, that's not right. Rod Rice. Reese? I don't know. <laughs> uh, letters by VCs Travis Lanham. And the recap page art is by Andrea Sorrentino. And the cover is by Mark Brooks, who's done all the main covers for this book, and they've all been spectacular. What's on this one? Why? We have some snow. And in the snow, we have some Hydra, I guess, squid bots up in the sky. (laughs) And fighting, we have Baron Zemo and the Winter Soldier, Bucky, um, in the snow, right? That's why I call it a Winter Soldier. I know he's moved past that, but whatever. Um, And then we also have in the foreground Black Panther, who, of course, has been recently... Quote unquote defeated, though we know not for long, right? Because he's a Black Panther. He's one of the baddest asses in the Marvel Universe. So, what are you going to do? So, we start off in the Imagine Nation scape. Um, no, some other kind of pocket of reality where Steve has been bearded shirtless. Steve has been running around. And uh, he finds Kovic. And she explains what she did that she tried to make everything better. But she just made it worse, and she tells Steve to remember. So we go back to D.C., and Steve is reunited with his best friend, Baron Zemo, who brings in Black Panther on a leash. They argue about some stuff. Um, Black Panther does what I would call maybe posturing, but it's the Black Panther, so it's pretty legit. (laughs) Not really posturing, per se, but definitely some tough words for Baron Zemo. Um... Then the White Queen shows up, says, you know what? We're ready to make peace. Here's your fragment of the Cosmic Cube. Then we see that all our heroes have united together to fight the Secret Empire, 
fight Hydra. We get a nice double-page spread uh, by Mr. Yu of a bunch of heroes fighting. And they keep fighting. And um, then we see the Hydra Avengers led by the unworthy Thor. And, you know, we have the new Dr. Octopus and Scarlet Witch and Vision and Gorgon and those Hydra guys, Little Miss Viper. Um, so back to our meeting in D.C., Steve says, you know what, it's too late. Uh, your peace offering is not accepted. You knew this was always a temporary solution. Uh, it's time to surrender. And Emma Frost is like, ah, no, that's not going to happen that way. No mutant will kneel to Hydra. Oh, by the way, you had an understanding with Magneto? Yeah, that's off too. He's on my side. Magneto starts to magnetically destroy the helicarrier, or the Hydra carrier. The Hydra heli? I don't know. Um, anyway, he starts rocking the boat. Steve runs off with Arnim Zola to find a new suit. Uh, we see Old Man Logan with the X-Men gold team fighting some Hydra agents. Um, we also see the, the Defenders. We see Hawkeye. We see Misty. We see uh, Tigra and U.S. Agent all fighting. And the unworthy Thor looks on over this and finally, finally says, you know what? No more. Screw this. And he lets the thunder loose. And so he turns tide. Then, <laughs> I love this part. So we have Taskmaster and, um, oh, what's his name? I forget his name. The bad Ant-Man. Evil Ant-Man. Black Ant. Yeah. And they have been guarding the champions and our young heroes in prison. And they hear, they actually can hear Thor switch sides. They hear the thunder. And they're like, you know what? Um, we're mercenaries, right? What do mercenaries do when, you know, things go this way? We also switch sides. And so they make a deal with the champions. We let you out, you let us go. Uh, it's funny because Taskmaster calls Amadeus hair gel Hulk. One of my favorite lines. Um, they're like, all right. So they get out and they run. But then Spider-Man, Miles, whips, whips, and webs them into the wall in the face. <laughs> and Black Ant's like, I hate kids. Which is, I hate kids, but, you know, mumbled. <laughs> pretty nice, pretty nice. So then Viv tries to get through to her father, the Vision, she says, I can purge the virus, and she does. And Doctor Strange does mystical surgery on the Scarlet Witch. But before that, he summons back Thor, Jane, back to our plane of reality. So she's back. Pretty awesome. Um, then we find out that Baron Zemo has a secret army of all these villains that weren't really going to play along, and he was capturing them. But now it's time to release them. But that plan is messed up as Bucky shows up. And unfortunately, he gets shot in the other arm. But Black Panther chokes Zemo with some handcuffs. And we see Steve move on to his mission. He's going to get a new suit. Um, Sharon pretends to be under mind control from Dr. Faustus, but at the right moment fights back and says, Hey, remember when you made me kill my boyfriend? Yeah. After that, I took um, some Dr. Faustus um, immunization courses. Listen to your voice over and over again in recordings. Uh, you no longer have the same effect to me. Like mental antibodies. <laughs> so she is going to turn off all the Hydra helis 
and knock them out of the sky. Um, in Artem Zola's plans, we have a mostly, like 90% cosmic cube. We're going to use this to power your new suit, and that'll be the new war. Back in Imagination Land or Other Land or whatever, Kovic is walking Steve through what she did, what's happened, and has him look at kind of this rewritten history, and it breaks him. And he says, oh, wait, so I'm not really Steve. I'm just a memory of old Steve that you held on to. Um, you have to send me back. And she's like, I can't. It's too scary. But um, anyway, we switch back to real life. Sam and Carol are there. We see Wolverine fighting with Gamora and Magic. So that's a pretty cool panel. Um, you know, both Thors are on the same side again. We have Miss Marvel with some Guardians. And everyone's starting to feel pretty optimistic, but then Black Panther runs out, and he's like, run. And we see a big explosion, and we see the ultimate expression of Stevel, and he's in uh, Iron Man confiscated armor that's been turned into Hydra armor powered by the Cosmic Cube to be concluded. So the art in this is pretty great. Both guys, uh, you and Bennett, do a great job, and uh, Ivan Rice as well. Does a great job. Fantastic looking book. Great story and dialogue. Really, I mean, for the penultimate chapter, this is pretty perfect. In fact, I would say it's pretty damn near perfect. And um, I'm going to give Secret Empire number nine six out of six claws. I am loving this event. Thought there were great twists and turns. You know, the part with Emma trying to smooth, but then having a backup plan when Steve turns her down. There's not going to be any surrender for the mutants. Pretty great. Our heroes come together. You know, number eight was also a great issue where we see our heroes kind of unify and rise up, get ready to fight. And now it looks like everything's going great. And then at the end, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Big trouble. But yeah, Secret Empire number nine, six out of six claws for me. I'm going really fast. I'll try to slow down just a little bit. So this is, uh, this is a, a bonus episode, but you'd like to have more than like 10 minutes, right? <laughs> so, Secret Empire number 10. Written by Nick Spencer, of course. Pencils by Steve McNiven. Inks by Jay. Shh, listen. Colors by Matthew Wilson. There's additional art by, I said Ivan Rice at the end of the last one. But I said Rod Rice in the credits, and that's who it is. We also have additional art by David Marquez. Paco Medina, Juan Velasco, Jesus Arbatov, and Ron Lim. Anyway, letters by VCs Travis Lanham. Recap, of course, by Andre Sorrentino. Cover again by Mark Brooks. And a pretty great cover yet again. We have fully armored Stevel Hydra Cap on the steps of uh, some Washington, D.C. monument-type building. And he's standing triumphant with his shield raised in the air. A classic cap pose, right? But then below him are all our fallen heroes, including Old Man Logan, who is unconscious with his claws out, which is always a funny look. But in you know, my head, whenever he gets knocked out, he just automatically snacks. But maybe not. I don't know. There's definitely lots of instances where that's contrary to my head. But still, makes the most sense to me. An involuntary snack when you get knocked out. Anyway, nonetheless, a great cover. Pretty awesome. And we kind of get a semblance of that right away. We get a nice full-page splash, just a book with armored 
Steve Wolf saying, stand down and displaying some of his power. It's a great looking page. No, and I'm not sure who did this one. It could be really any of these guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so stand down. Our heroes are like, yeah, um, that's not going to happen. He's like, okay, well, I figured that. Um, I want you to know this suit's powered by the Cosmic Cube. But I like it. Old Man Logan gets a line of dialogue here. Um, Steve was like, we can all do this together if you'll just... And old man Logan, gonna stop you right there, bub. I feel safe saying you ain't gonna get many takers in this crowd. And I like that Carol's there with him, you know, because they have a history. And she says, uh, Logan's right, you saying the time for fighting is up, but it feels right on time to me. Just need to hear the words, I guess. And Hawkeye gives an Avengers a symbol and a great page, full page of our heroes together. Heroes from all different teams and walks of life. And a great overhead shot of them all like converging on Cap uh, with Old Man Logan leading the charge and taking a swipe as with Black Panther. But they don't really stand a chance against the power of the Cosmic Cube. And Hydra Cap uses that power and rewrites more history. And we see some headlines, right? Um, the Fantastic Four origin, Hydra astronauts, and see Victor Von Doom taking Reed's place. Um, mutant revolutionary executed by states of Professor X and Magneto killed way back in the day. Hydra assembles the first Avengers. Um, and then another one that's a little bit harder to read, but genetically altered. Oh, Hydra genetically altered spiders, and that bites a Hydra scientist, Peter Parker. And even the, the physical shape of the world changes, right? There's Hydra monuments, the, uh, Washington Monument, instead of being the straight penis, is more of a curved penis. Um, you know, there's Hydra people on the Lincoln Memorial. But Sam, who was grasping the last piece of the Cosmic Cube, is unaffected. And we see a few others that were kind of protected by his bubble. Uh, we have Ant-Man and Bucky together. And there's a really nice parallel of Sam marching up towards Hydra Cap. And we go back to, I think, I'm pretty sure this is Galactic Storm. No, no, no. I'm going to say Infinity Gauntlet. Where Cap was marching up to Thanos, representing, you know, our reality. And, um, very nice parallel. And then Sam does the unexpected. I was really intrigued by this turn. and wasn't quite sure. I knew something was going to happen, but I didn't know what. And so I, they had me going here. And, um, Sam kneels before Steve and turns over the cube and the shield. And as Steve puts the cube inside his star, his glowing cosmic cube star, something goes wrong. And uh, we see Ant-Man jump out of his chest. And then Bucky comes out of this cosmic cube spear. And so what happened was when, when Sam gave Steve the cube... Ant-Man shrunk Bucky down and they jumped into the star with him. And they went in there and they busted it up. That was Bucky's plan. Um, so we, we hear someone yelling for Steve inside Imagination Land and the memory of Steve recognizes Bucky and Bucky pulls him out too. And Kobit comes out of the cube with Steve. The world goes back to normal. Even broken normal is better, right? 
and we see Captain America, Steve. And uh, Hydra Steve is like, you're not real. <laughs> I really love this because uh, real or remembered memory Steve, <laughs> whatever you want to call him, says, best I understand it, that reality is somewhat up it grabs for the moment. And they're going to find it out for the shield, for reality, for everything. And the heroes are going to let them finish it. We have a really interesting, another parallel, right? Lots of little draws um, here. Um, you remember from the first Civil War, that, and even the movies as well, that great scene of Iron Man just blasting Cap's shield, right? And Cap behind it, standing up to the blast. Well, here we, uh, memory Steve is able to grab the shield and Hydra Steve with his new Hydra Iron Man armor gives a full blast to the shield and it says our champion did not falter. They continue to fight and just duke it out and we see people watching it, you know, in amazement. And the uh, Molnir turns from Hydra back to the Thor hammer. And Steve can no longer lift it. and no longer says whoever is strongest. It says whoever is worthy. And Steve, memory Steve, is able to lift the hammer and just a double page spread bashes Hydra Steve to the ground. Um, throws the hammer back to Thor, Jane that is. Uh, talks to Sam. And Kovic restores everything. Restores everyone's memories. So the world is not, like, nothing, not everything is completely undone. Vegas is still destroyed. Black Widow, uh, Rick, um, <laughs> suddenly cannot remember his name. Jones, good grief, me. Um, still dead, at least for now. Um, but the, the, this bad fake world this lie is undone so the lie is undone but the damage that the lie did is not to some degree and we're going to have to see Captain America redeem himself a little bit and then he says those of us who stood for what was to come our future Kovic gave a gift a vanishing point and so we get the the why and the how for all these generations issues we've been getting what the vanishing point is, and I should, how I didn't know that, you know, shame on me, seems rather obvious in hindsight, but, um, yeah, so Kovic, the Cosmic Cube, grants them this kind of time outside of space and time for them to kind of recenter themselves, and as Sam even says, when we return, we were reborn, restored. Uh, there'd be more battles, but in this moment, we were everything we had lost. We were once again Earth's mightiest heroes. Great double page spread. Only disappointment is that on the panel before this, we see everyone kind of this involved with generations, or not everyone, but a lot of people from the legacy heroes. So we have, you know, Amadeus, Miles, Sam, Carol, Kate, uh, Miss Marvel, Thor, and, you know, uh, Laura as Wolverine. And then when we come back, all these people are present except for Laura is not there anymore. Well, that was kind of a bummer, but anyway, I know she's not an Avenger or even an Avenger type. So then we get our, that's the end of our story. Then we get our epilogue. Uh, we see a very brief funeral for uh, Black Widow. We see the Inhumans released, some of which, you know, are released right away. This is Brian's character. I'm trying to remember how he played in. 
When he gets his son, goes back home to his house. He's worried about fitting in, but his neighbors all rallying around him. And one of them has a uh, Sam action figure dressed as Captain America, which is pretty great. Shows that he's still inspiring people. And that, my only beef, first of all, the epilogue, I don't remember who Brian was, so not as impactful to me. I know it had to do with the Inhumans being, you know, interned in the camps, but um, I think that happened mostly in issues I didn't read as much. So the neighbors and stuff, it's, it's a nice little story, but not doesn't quite grab my heart like maybe it would if I was more familiar. But um, only thing I don't like about this at all that I'll just get it out of the way. Uh, art, great for the most part. Uh, a few kind of weird panels by McNiven, but really, that's not really true. I just don't like the way he draws young Gene. Looks <laughs> very strange. Other than that, um, pretty great art, and everybody else's art is pretty great as well. Um, a really good ending to this story. Marvel does not land events on their feet very often. I thought this was pretty good. You knew the cube was going to reset some stuff, but the way that like Steve becomes like what Kovic had hung on to is the memory. Like that's the one that wins. And I don't, we don't really see what happens to Hydra Steve's body. I don't know if memory Steve just takes it over. Um, or what? Because the body's just left kind of laying there after he gets smashed with Mjolnir. And um, we see kind of the world restored, but we don't see what happens to Steve necessarily. So that is still kind of to be revealed. So I'm guessing we'll see that in the Omega book, right? As we see the the combination uniform on that book. So, you know, we'll see what his redemption kind of looks like, what what both emotionally and physically as well. Um but I thought overall, back to my original point, you know, Marvel really or Spencer, let's let's give credit where credit is due. Spencer really lands this, I thought. Um the only thing I don't like is I'm going to really, 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 really cannot say enough times really miss Sam as Captain America. I'm not opposed to Steve redeeming himself as Captain America. I just wish there was a way we could have both. I don't know. Because um, I'm just, I'm sure Falcon will be a great book. I'm just going to, I don't know, there's something about Sam as Captain America that really spoke to me and worked for me. Um, so I'm going to really miss that. And that is not really fair to blame Nick necessarily for, or even this issue for. It's just my preference. But that's why I'm going to give Secret Empire 10 five out of six claws instead of six. Um, I just wish that Sam was still Captain America. There's <laughs> a personal wish list for me. Other than that, you know, knowing what, but surprised by the how is how I would summarize this book, right? We knew everything would kind of be restored. I didn't know that the consequences would stick, right? That the damage by the lie would stick around after the lie was corrected. And so that was interesting to me. And also just the way that it, that it happened, you know, with Kovic having this idealistic memory of Steve in which 
really an idealistic memory of Steve is just Steve, right? <laughs> For the most part. <laughs> you kind of accept, you know, Steve and Clark Kent, you kind of just accept that they're mostly good, right? <laughs> and, and mostly ideal. And you, you need those heroes too, right? Um, here on the podcast and go snicked and Wolverine podcast, we recognize that, you know, maybe my favorite heroes aren't always the ideal, but I, I, need, I need them. I need the space for them. So anyway, back, back to the point. Um, you know, just the idea of seeing how Kobik's memory of Steve, you know, was embodied and able to defeat the lie. The truth defeats the lie. You know, that part I didn't necessarily see coming. You know, when I knew that Q was going to rewrite or restore history, didn't know it was going to be that way. So that part still surprised me. I still really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, just a really enjoyable event overall. Secret Empire from start to finish, from the launch to land. Pretty great event. No, not everybody loved it, but I did. It is my podcast. Uh, feel free to send me your dissenting opinions, but... um. As far as I'm concerned, pretty great event almost all the way through. Um, yeah. So that is our Secret Empire wrap-up. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed hearing my little thoughts on it. Um, I was glad to see, you know, Old Man Logan was on the first cover and didn't really show up. He had a couple of cameos and then, you know, even had a, a line of dialogue here, so that was fun. Um and of course we saw Laura, you know, in some of the fights and then with the vanishing point. So, you know, got a little bit of Wolverine nod there. Not much, but still a great event. And yeah, so that's going to do it. Um, you know, I don't know what will be next. Uh, probably some more, uh, whatever I decide to call the new resurrection episodes. I'm thinking about call, just calling those our special X marks the spot episodes. Kind of going back to the old format while retaining the new format. Ooh, what about a secret empire there? <laughs> anyway, we'll see. But uh, that'll probably be next. Still working on the movie episode. I haven't forgotten. I know we're getting further and further away every episode I put out. But I'm really working on trying to get that done. Um, anyway, as usual, like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnickCast. Uh, show notes and stuff are at snickcast.podbean.com. So until next time, hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye-bye. And snacked. Didn't quite make 30. Almost. Oh, well. Love it anyway, right? <laughs> there you go. Oh, and now really snacked. That was a fake snacked. This, that premature snacking I was talking about earlier. But now we're really ready to say bye-bye. And snacked. <laughs>